Welcome back, everyone, to another episode. I am uh, your guy, Clark Kent, back in studio, recording live from somewhere. You didn't think I was listening, fuckers, did you? I heard all the way through that episode, <laughs> and I heard you guys call me Clark Kent. And you know what? You're probably right. You're probably yeah. right. Hey, right. hey, I'm on your side. <laughs> I forgot about that. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah. In one ear, out the other. I just, I just say things, you know. I heard Tim go. You hear that, Tyler? Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. I heard you call Sam Superman. I'm here to tell you, at work he might be Superman. So you know, I don't know that, but, but he might be. How you guys doing today? Good. Doing and, great. And we all, yeah. we all know my nickname is Daddy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, what you know, what I changed this turn into I changed my name in our in our fantasy football uh, because Drew is a fellow guy in our league here and he talks a lot of mad shit. And uh, yeah, I am now Drew's daddy on uh, oh. fantasy football going forward. Oh, nice. He texted me last night to change a name. And I said, hell no. <laughs> hey, you're, you're one losses to daddy, though. So, that, you know, that is the most frustrating thing. I could be just like my Eagles if it wasn't for you. And, and who's your quarterback? Is it Joe Burrow? Is it, yeah. Is that who, yeah. Joe Burrow? Burrow? Yeah so annoying it is what it is yeah my my fantasy football team's a mess so i'm uh, you're i'm running away dude i'm like, running yeah. away yeah yeah it's, you're running it's away mine it's mine to lose at this point yeah yeah it's every not time i look promising. somebody's injured you know every my, time my, i look at it my win was on the bench today uh this week so whatever whatever man yeah, yeah. he picks up justin fields and i tell him great pick and he doesn't play him yeah cool well, i mean Everything like everything you look at said uh, said that Aaron Rodgers was supposed to just absolutely dominate a uh, the worst team on defense going into the going into this game against the Lions. And uh, we can get into that in a little bit. Uh, But yeah, God damn you. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. I I finally start believing in you and you just really shit the bed on me. Whatever. (laughs) Well, let's get into it. Uh, shoot me some scores. I know you got them, baby. All right. So I'm going to skip Thursday because you want to do your victory lap in a second. We'll get back to that in a second. Uh, we have Cincinnati over Carolina, 42-21. Detroit beat Green Bay 15-9 in a boring piece of shit game that I hated. <laughs> Minnesota over Washington, 20-17. Miami over Chicago, 35-32. That was really exciting. Those Bears look good. Yeah, they did. New England over Indianapolis, 26-3 in the game that got Frank Wright fired. Clippers. We'll get into uh, it. We'll get into Clippers. it. Clippers. God damn it. Uh, I, I see LAC, and I think Los Angeles Clippers. Los Angeles Chargers over Atlanta, 20-17. New York Jets beat Buffalo, 20-17 in a shocker. Seattle over Arizona, 31-21. Tampa Bay squeaks by the Rams, 16-13. Kansas City over Tennessee, 20-17 in overtime. And we promised, I promised Tyler he could, we'd come back to this. Philly over Houston, 29-17. Go off, son. Excuse me. Let me uh, take a sip of my victory wine here. Mm. Yeah, this is great radio. Oh, everyone, so just good. you know, I have a beautiful Cabernet, perfectly blended, little blackberry. Mm. Perfection. Just like the Eagles. They are perfect. We are 8 and 0. Oh. I am rocking my Hurts jersey. I am rocking my Eagles hat. I just want the world to know we're 8 and 0. Oh. First time ever in franchise history. Can't be any more excited. I mean, could be worse. You could be the Raiders, right? The Raiders are uh, what two, 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 two and six now. Uh, ja- they lose to Jacksonville twenty-seven twenty after leading by seventeen. Sam, yeah, I got, I got some, I got some stats. Uh, All right, <laughs> so let's rip the bandaid off. Yeah, it's uh, feeling good when I was watching the game, and then it just totally took a dump. So these two tweets, these two tweets, let me bring them up. This is from, uh, I hope I'm saying this right, Uh, Josh Dubow. Jaguars are 1-116, including playoffs, when falling behind by 17-plus points in franchise history. Their last win was 25-24 to versus the New York Giants 
in 2014. So now, because they came back and beat the Raiders, their all-time record is 2-116 when trailing by 17 points. And here's another good one from Paul Gutierrez. And this one is even crazier. The Raiders this season, when leading by 17 points this season, the Raiders are one and three. The the Ravens are one and two. The Texans have a tie. The rest of the NFL combined is 43 and oh. When when trailing 17 and oh? When you're up, by when you're 17 leading points. 17, up 17. Up, I'm sorry. Okay. The rest of the NFL is undefeated. So uh, the Raiders have their one and three. So they, I mean, those three wins are against the chiefs, the, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and I'm, uh, I think the, uh, well, they didn't score a point against new Orleans. So it's not them, but those three wins put you second place you know, maybe tied with the chiefs. Uh, but you, but you're in the hunt. You're in the wild card. If you have, if, if you're four and oh, in those games, you're in the hunt and they're one in three. Uh, I saw another number that, uh, historically the Raiders are, um, they have, uh, in all their combined history have lost, you know, a small handful of games by leading 17 points. Um, this year they have like already matched their like uh, all time total or something something crazy like that. So this Raiders team right now, it's not just bad; it's actually historical bad. Um, they've had teams, uh, you know the 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 Art Shell year they're like what two and fourteen. Um, they've had really bad teams, but this team when you're losing games, when you're up 17, zero, um, that's pretty bad. You know, it, it, you're coming into this year thinking you're, uh, an AFC contender. You think you're knocking on the door. You, you think you're right there with the chiefs. You go and you got the, the re-sign the franchise quarterback. You get the college teammate, the number one wide receiver. You got the running game. You got the tight end and you, you got nothing. You got nothing. So, I mean, it's a really bad team. I've said this for many weeks now, you know, out of, out of uh, all the seasons you needed to win, this was the season you needed to start winning. You're finally out of the pandemic. You could put seats in the butts. You got the excitement and you got no juice. You got nothing. So it, it's time to blow it up. Derek Carr, get out of here. Get trade everybody. Everything is for sale. Tear it down to the studs. This coaching staff, I was so excited for this coaching staff. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't the one. This is not it. All right, just to rub a little salt in your wound, uh, one of these games when you were up 17 and ended up losing was against the Chiefs, correct? Correct. Um, if, Chiefs, if you hold... If Jaguars. You hold Chiefs, Jaguars, and who, who else? Uh, the, the, Cardinals, the Cardinals, right? Okay, so... If you end up holding on to that game against the Chiefs, the Chiefs would be five and three. That would tie them with the Chargers, who are currently five and three. If you win all three of those games when you were up 17, you're in first. That's a three-way tie for first place in the AFC West. Yep. So yep. that's your difference right there. Not holding on to, to big leads. I mean, and, I, and I don't give a shit if the lead is in the first quarter or the or, or the fourth quarter. Yeah, if you're up 17. You had the lead. You close it out. I don't give a shit. No excuses. You had the lead. And, you know, I know it's easy to point blame at the defense, and a lot of people are pointing blame at the defense. They gave up a 17-point lead. But at the same time, your offense was supposed to be so explosive, and you can't even win the time of possession. You can't even extend a drive to, to, to just keep the team the opposing team from getting a decent field position. Well, it doesn't help. It doesn't help too. Like when we were watching, or at least I'm sure you and I saw at the same time, I mean, it was second and two and they go for a pass. mm -hmm. Then it's third and two and they go for a pass. And then they have to kick the ball with like three minutes left. And 
you're down. I'm like, what are you doing? Run the ball. You have one of the best running backs, and he's been one of the best ones for the last like four, like a month. Go run the ball. Go get two yards. And they can't yeah, even do even, that. Even with a bad offensive line, their offensive line is terrible. Um, even with that bad offensive line, if you can't get two yards in a must-win game, then none of these guys should be in the NFL. And I'm not an offensive lineman. I'm not a good athlete whatsoever. I'm not even an average athlete. I'm fucking below average. But if you're a professional athlete and you can't get two yards with a – I, would, I think we all agree Josh Jacobs is an above-average running back. Like, he's not average to below average. He's a good back. And in his defense, I don't know if you can say he could be better with a real offensive line. You know, you put him on a team that has an actual running game or blockers that can that can make it happen for him and open up holes – he might, he might be better than what he has been, and he's been pretty damn good. Definitely so, revitalized his career this year, honestly. I, everyone thought he was on the outs and emerged. He Maybe was he's playing for the was, contract. Maybe. He was uh, a little quiet the past couple of years, but they have not fixed the offensive line for a few years now. So, I mean, we, we talked about this in earlier episodes. We know that something happened between John Gruden and uh, – Rodney Hudson, he got traded almost immediately. Uh, there were other players that were on the offensive line um, that left, didn't want to come back, that got traded because something was going on with John Gruden. The uh, the big free agent signing that they got from New England um, and then ended up going back to New England and played well. Um, you know, the, the, he was on the hard knocks. The, they signed him to a, a big fat contract. I'm totally blanking on his name. Good radio. Um, but they signed him uh, from New England. They signed him as a free agent and he was terrible. So they traded him back to New England for like a fifth round draft pick. And then he played well. So I, it, I, I, I don't know what it is. Um, the Raiders franchise has stink on it that, you, nothing is washing it out. Bleach don't get rid of it. Simple green don't get rid of it. I mean, it's just, it ain't coming out. Um, the franchise just looks terrible. Um, the quarterback looks worse than ever. And he was supposed to have a, a head coach that was an offensive genius. And they just look terrible. They, I don't understand. I don't know if you guys saw the post game interviews with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams and some of the other players. But there's, I think there were some shots being taken from the players at the coaching staff, specifically the offense. Uh, oh, Josh McDaniels. There, there definitely was 100%. You know, so I mean, there was a huge uh, tweet chain of quoting uh, Devontae Adams. And at the end of it, Devontae Adams was saying, you know, no, no, that's not a shot of my coaches. I'm just saying what it is. I love my coaches. I wouldn't trade them for nothing, but, you know, we got to do something. And, there's that old cliche, you know, players need to be put in a position to be successful and it's coaches jobs to do that. They don't look prepared. That's the thing that I'm most concerned about is they don't look prepared. They don't look like there's a plan. Your opening drive. We talked about this, about the 49ers, Vince, your first, what, 15 plays are scripted. Like, you know, what you're going to be doing coming out of halftime, it's you're usually your first series, your first five to seven plays is scripted. Um, they don't look, they don't have a plan. And it, it's just really concerning that they look this bad entering games. And it's, it's been a repeated uh, problem of looking unprepared from jump. This was the first time in a long time that in the open in the first half they put they went up 17-0 um but then you come out in the second half and Devontae Adams doesn't doesn't catch a ball in the third quarter um i mean pretty much his first half stats or his second half stats or the end of the game stats it's like the same it, he completely disappeared you stopped you stopped attacking you had an offensive game plan uh that was working and then you just abandoned it. You just completely abandoned it. Um, so I don't, I don't know. 
there's there's more and more questions uh about the Raiders. Um the they're the biggest disappointment in all of football this year. Oh in all of the NFL by, by a mile. I, I guess my biggest question too is that Devontae Adams, I mean he's an explosive wide receiver. I get that, but you would think that they would take a page out of the Rams and how they use cup, you know, and a lot of screenplays or a lot of action just to get him the ball because he's such a, a yak guy. He can create so much. He's so big, so powerful. And then you could also infuse that with your running game. And I, I just, to me, Josh McDaniel is supposed to be this offensive guru, you know, a lot like Kyle Shanahan, like their masterminds in the offense. And I'm not seeing any of it. I'm seeing you've got one of the best wide receivers that gets seven touches a game, which makes absolutely no sense to me. Absolutely zero. It's I think he had one game, he had two it's, touches. It's the penalties. It's the knuckleheaded penalties. It's, uh, you know, you're supposed to be these really good coaches and the offensive line looks like it's getting worse, not better. Um, Defensively, you know, you spend all this money on Chandler Jones. I mean, he he looks, all of a sudden, it it looks like his powers got zapped. Um, I mean, defensively, there's been a, a few, games it's hard for me to say that anybody looks good in a game defensively other than max crosby um you know uh rocky sin looks good at times um you know but it, it the front seven really isn't doing anything linebacker all linebackers has just been a hole for this franchise for 20 years they cannot they can't find anybody on defense like they can't they can't find anybody. They can't find a linebacker. So I I don't know. I it's um it's very concerning. And and Darren Waller, you know, you sign him to the big fat contract and he's been unavailable. Um Renfro as Todd, was, as was a really was saying, good receiver and he looks he looks terrible. Yeah, as Todd Gurley would say, your best avail your best ability is availability. And uh, that's a big problem with the Raiders as well. I mean, everyone's dealing with injuries, but I mean, a lot of guys that you pay a lot of money for and they're just not producing. They're not available to you. Yeah. You know, it's just mind boggling. Um, I guess my final thought is, uh, you know, Mark Davis has, has really tried and and we could say, you know, um, bringing back Gruden was a mistake. Uh, We could say now uh, Josh McDaniels was, was a mistake. I really feel I was very upset when they when they brought John Gruden back and they let Reggie McKenzie go. Um, Reggie McKenzie was not perfect. He had his mistakes. Um, but I felt like Reggie McKenzie, when he became the the general manager, president of you know football and operations was, he wasn't just rebuilding the Raiders roster. He had to rebuild the Raiders scouting. He had like, it was documented very clearly that Reggie McKenzie day one had to spend like a hundred thousand dollars of Raider money to buy computers because the computers that the scouts had were literally from the late nineties. You know, they were literally from the late nineties and Reggie McKenzie had to modernize the front office to use like modern emailing and modern computing and modern video wow. cameras, you know, and he, he hired Jack Del Rio and Jack Del Rio had its problems, but riverboat Ron won, you know, <laughs> Ron won. It wasn't pretty all the time, but you won. And it had, we haven't really won under John Gruden. You know, he's gone and clearly we're not winning with, with Josh McDaniel. So um, I, I really think the mistake was letting uh, Reggie McKenzie know he's one of the most well-respected people in uh, front office NFL stuff. Um, and uh, I think that's where the real mistake is, is, is moving off of uh, Reggie McKenzie a, a few years too early. Well, we're intrigued to see what's going to happen this Sunday uh, with the Colts. If you can't, win that one um then you might as well just tank for the rest of the way and try to the number matter. one seed i it mean you're a three seed right now as far as as the draft goes but uh intriguing news coming out of indiana 
Um, they fired their head coach. Um, that would be all thanks to uh, to uh, who would they play to New England and that stud. De- New England's defense is a sleeper this year. I, I have to admit, I was I had no way of of expecting this defense to produce as well as it as it has. Uh, their offense is just god awful. Um, but that defense literally fired the uh, Colts head coach, and now they've hired Jeff Saturday. I'm going to repeat that again. They hired Jeff Saturday, who was on TV, has not been around the team, has zero head coaching job or career in high school, college, pros, and yet he's the head coach of the Colts. Jeff Saturday. Yeah, they're really taking a page out of the Ted Lasso book, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, I, at least Ted Lasso coached American football. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, like uh, he he's not experienced at all with coaching and, but he somehow ended up uh, just uh, because he's, you know, like a, a, an all time great Colt. And, you know, he was the center for Peyton Manning. And so he's got some name recognition in Indianapolis, in Indianapolis, spit it out, Vince, do your, you know, tongue twisters beforehand. Anyway, um, yeah, he's I, – I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand why he's the one that they ended up hiring. Uh, I'll tell you this much, though. If I was Arizona, I would have kicked Cliff Kingsbury out the door right now and brought Frank Reich in to coach the rest of this season at least. Yeah, they look their, – their offense looks horrible too, yeah, man. Uh, I, I think Frank Reich uh, could really fix Arizona and get them uh, uh, turned around and really just give – the rest of the NFC nightmares. Look at that. Vince has got a heart. He's trying oh. to help out his own rival. That's Look right. At that. But, Look at that. but I tell but you he's, what, but he's really saying it. it. They're not going to no, do it. <laughs> you're really saying it because Seattle stays in first place with this win this past week, which really pisses you off. Oh uh, yeah. I'm a little bit uh, uh, upset, I guess. We'll, we'll just say I'm, I'm upset that Arizona still couldn't figure it the fuck out. They extended Cliff Kingsbury for some unknown reason in the off season. I don't get it. He the uh, the the team didn't perform as if he warranted an except uh, an extension. I would have let him play out the rest of this contract, see what happens this year. And wouldn't you know it? It's the same thing that happened with Jack Del Rio. They had the one good playoff season. They gave him the extension, and then they ended up firing him the next year because the team went back into the shitter. Right. So I think that that's probably the exact same thing that's going to happen for the Cardinals this year. They're going to take a look around, realize. That Cliff Kingsbury, he ain't shit, and he's going to get shown the door. Yeah, well, I, they're still in it somehow, some way. They're still well, in it. I, I'm looking at the standings right now. They're, uh, the Cardinals are three and six. Uh, right now, the 49ers hold the last wild card spot at four and four. So that's a, a two uh, game and a half difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, they, uh, but with half the season gone. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, the Cardinals are not really in it, as far as I can tell. There's too many teams to climb over the top. Of. The, the anyway, West, that- the West is just a dumpster fire of football. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you that right now. As much as I, you're, I love your your 49ers there. The East is so different, and I didn't have the NFC East being good, nor did I have the AFC East being as intriguing as it is. I mean, they're all separated by a game. So, um, yeah, the West is. That's a dumpster fire. Uh, the a- the AFC West, it's clearly a, a two man horse or a two man race. Um, you know, and then the I NFC West, two man horse. I like that too. You know, I, uh, like, NFC West I, I like getting seats on our butts. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna try to save it for later, but I felt like now was the time to pull it out. Yeah, bring That's it a back. Two man horse, right there. That's a two man man. If you had a two man horse, you better win every race. <laughs> we talk sports not language here sorry <laughs> well you thought this was rosetta stone <laughs> anyways i just wanted to say that it should be intriguing uh the rest of this whole entire season uh new new orleans and baltimore is playing tonight vince did not uh did not mention that but uh oh yeah you know you know hey can we also talk about uh joe mixon like five touchdowns excuse me yeah he was due um and he he got caught back up in that in one spectacular uh just firework display of offensive prowess and it, and then, it's, it was and then he's going to get hurt 
and then he's gonna get hurt next week, and he'll be out for the rest of the season. Watch. Don't put that. Don't put Watch. that evil on your Bengals, dude. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to make my comments on that. Sorry, there is a whole motorcycle crew driving by my house. I hope that all of the audio feed picks that up because it sounds wonderful. I hear it every day, and I love it. It just makes me so happy. I, I really thought it was just you had beans for lunch. That that's. So- <laughs> <laughs> okay so back to the original point jeff saturday is the head coach for indianapolis and we don't get it it doesn't make any sense i i i think that's totally a uh steady the put somebody different you know hire mr colt put him in there see what happens uh but they'll be definitely looking for a permanent head coach next year this it's it makes them watchable as far as the drama i don't think they're going to be any better I mean, they have to be the second biggest letdown. The Colts, they have to be the second biggest letdown in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Ryan is, uh, he's washed. So, yeah. Uh, I would say them and, and the Browns are probably big letdowns too. I would think. Well, uh, we, Browns... I think we all kind of expected the Browns to Brown because they signed a quarterback who they knew would be suspended. And then that suspension ended up being 11 games. So, Maybe longer. We'll see. He yeah, keeps, he keeps racking them up. Yeah, that's right. He's a real piece of work that Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of piece of works, I'm going to jump us over to a different sport that has a round ball that goes into a net here. Uh, Mm, Kyrie Irving is suspended for five games minimum for not apologizing about his anti-Semitic post. And then I'll say this. He posted a video that was anti-Semitic, then went to a post-game interview and got into an altercation verbally with a reporter asking about how he feels about putting that on his platform and promoting that. And it became this whole thing. They gave him the chance to, uh, during practice, do another interview and kind of retouch on what he was saying and maybe phrase it differently. And he didn't, he doubled down on his uh, thoughts and views. So he has been suspended for five games for that. Uh, shortly afterwards, that suspension came out. His Instagram post came out saying that he apologized. I fully believe that he didn't write that post. I believe that his PR team wrote that post for him. Um, but to come back to the team, the Nets have set out a parameter for him. He has to apologize slash condemn the movie that he tweeted about. He has to donate $500,000 to anti-hate causes. He has to attend sensitivity training. He has to attend anti-Semitic training. He has to meet with ADL and Jewish leaders. Once he's done all of that, then he has to meet with Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, to, de- to demonstrate his understanding of everything that he just had to go through to get back with the team. And Vince, you fully believe that he will not be in the NBA again. Well, I, I don't know that I fully believe that. Uh, there was a report going around uh, saying uh, several general managers, I believe, they were saying that they don't know that he's going to uh, be. Uh, the, the, the exact quote was from an anonymous uh, NBA GM saying that I think Kyrie might not play in the NBA again. And that was said to the athletic Sam Amick, uh, by the way. So uh, this is a situation where it's going to take more than your typical apology. Obviously, he's uh, he he said some really hurtful things and. Uh, he's been a bit of a bad man. And if he's, if he's a flat earther and an anti-Semite, I don't know what the hell, you know, any team would want to do with him. Uh, if, if you took away the name and just put his resume out, I like, obviously that's a player that every, every GM would love to have, but then uh, we circle back around with any, a lot of other, you know, cancers in the locker room or whatever. And Kyrie is proving himself to be once again, a giant pain in the ass yeah uh, on it, that it, note yeah. of, of the name though i want to give you a name um miles leonard who also said an anti-semitic post one or quotes he was saying something anti-semitic during his live stream of playing video games he attended all of these anti-sensitivity you know trainings whatever right he's no longer in the league he's blackballed i think to your point Kyrie irving's name is the only reason why he's not blackballed from this league um so I just, yeah or so ahead, are, are are you saying that like 
even if he does all of the requirements that they're still not going to let him back in or they're they're still he, gonna black he needs him. to he needs to once he's done all the training he needs to meet face to face with the owner and the owner is going to decide if he feels that he's actually learned from this and is remorseful about it or not and if he feels that he's not then you know we we should have the tweet in the screen grab on our youtube so for our youtube users we should have that on there so they they see what we're talking about um <clears throat> this is the problem when you have athletes that have um, a platform where, you know, Kyrie talked a lot during the pandemic and the BLM and things like that. But when you start getting way off into the weeds here, um, this doesn't make you free of um, consequences, you know, Whoever, whatever you say, whatever you do, no matter your, your platform, your status in your job, you're going to be, you, you open yourself up to be criticized and he's being criticized and rightfully so, but you know, he said some stupid stuff. It's absolutely stupid. You know, um, LeBron, I just saw in preparation for the show, I saw LeBron was kind of saying, you know, this isn't right. It's not good what he's saying. So even people who have uh, defended Kyrie in the past are kind of walking away from that. And, you know, it, it's just one of those things. You got to be, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to say like shut up and dribble type of comment or be quiet and play sports. I'm all for people expressing their opinion. Um, but sometimes your opinion is flat out wrong. Um, and you should educate yourself when you share a movie or something. And then when people come down your road and you don't like it, now you're getting in, you're getting into arguments with reporters who are fact checking you. Um, you know, I'm just not a, a fan of, I haven't been a fan of Kyrie for a very long time because of this this nonsense. This is not the first time this nonsense has, has gone on. Um, I think one of the telling things about that that report when he met with reporters, I should say, um, after the practice, is that they had asked him, you know, how do you feel knowing that you hurt a lot of people in the Jewish community with your post? And Kyrie responded by saying, I think I can answer that with a better question of where were you when I was you know, a young kid and my family, my ancestral family were slaves. And it's like, that's not what the question was, you know? Um, I think too, at the end of that, he said that I'm not here to compare different cultures, atrocities. You, you literally did. You did that when you try to reference that you have a better question versus somebody else's question related to the topic. Um, I think Kyrie Irving has a great stance when it comes to understanding the atrocities that African-Americans and, and Black people have had to endure across the world, not just in America. But um, I think that that's, he's not wrong in that sense, but I think he's also not open-minded to the rest of the world and believes um, things that opinionally are wrong. You know, you cannot say that Jewish people ruin the media. That's not true. You know, I think... I think there's a level of educating yourself that you can be that beacon of light that he wants to be, but you can't tell yourself in one Avenue and say that you're a beacon of light for just the black community. You know what I mean? I think, and, and this then, is why I criticize LeBron because yeah. if you, if you're coming out and you're speaking about social justice for one class of people, then it applies to all class of people. And this is why I was pissed off about the Hong Kong thing. And then walking yep. away from it is what's going on over there is wrong. It's evil. It's fucking genocide. You know what they're trying to do there. There's, you know, Russia, what Russia is doing is wrong. When countries and governments are in the wrong, they should be called out. The United States has done a lot of things that is wrong and they should be called out, you know, and that's, that's the problem is that it, it's not just a, it's not a, a one-way street. It's not, no. 
And that's the problem that I have with Kyrie is that, yeah, there are some things that he brings up fair points, but there are other fair points about other arguments and about other ethnicities. The problem isn't Jewish people or white people. It's fucking greed. It's power. Mm -hmm. It's power corrupts. You know, it's people who are wealthy and just want to have the whole pie, not just a piece of the pie. They want the whole thing. You know, that's the problem. You know, are there, I have problems with the media. You know, the media reports certain things, certain ways. Yeah, I got a problem with it. I don't like it, you know, and we, we can see that in modern media right now, whether that's the CNNs, the Fox, the MSNBCs, the ESPNs, all of it there's always going to be a slant of some kind. I mean, we can see the Washington Post changed overnight when Jeff Bezos bought them. They're a completely different newspaper than what they were. So, you know, Kyrie said some shit that he should he should be criticized for. And the only thing he needs to do is educate himself and get better. I think that's yeah. the only thing that society is asking of him is just just do better. You have a wonderful platform. You make some well points. Just do better. It's not that hard. It's not. And and then I, I know we're gonna move on here. I just want to touch on one thing here. Uh, a lot of this is all. I mean, Brooklyn's just a dumpster fire themselves. But they fired uh, their head coach. Uh, <laughs> then they talked about seriously talking about bringing on uh, Ime Odoku, which oh my god, yeah, I think is. Yeah the most ridiculous thing you could possibly do. Um, but now sources are, are telling them to please look for another option to save face because right now you are the laughing stock of the NBA. So. Yeah. Mark Jackson, line one. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, speaking hey, it's a make of, or miss of, league. All right. That's enough politics and blah, that's, blah, blah. That's enough Malarkey. That for now. Um, let, let's just actually stay on basketball. The Warriors in the last week have, speaking of dumpster fires, uh, they've lost all three games. They lost by seven in Miami. They lost by one in Orlando after leading, you know, fairly significantly. And then they lost in New Orleans uh, by about nine as well. So I'm they're buying three, me a Ty Jerome jersey. They're, they're three and seven on the year. They're currently in 13th in the West. So not in playoff position. I think it's, uh, is it time to start panicking yet? Are, are you there? Or are you, are you at least glancing your way over? toward the panic button do you at least know where it is well look I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now if the warriors for a lack of better words tank right it is going to be the most slickest way of tanking i have ever witnessed an nba team do because when yama is on the table and i think there's no way they would do it but if they did tank and lose in this fashion it's going to be the most frustrating and nobody really saw it coming because we thought they were trying the whole entire time. Now we're only like what nine games in 10 games in something like that. So yeah, ten, we're 10 games yeah. in they're playing, they're playing Monday night. So when you hear this, they will have played their 11th game against the Kings. So alternatively speaking, if you lose and you tank out right now, they are a third pick uh, in the lottery right now. If you tank out and you win Wimben Yama. I don't it's that, way that's too a early. Win. It's a win. It's it, a it's win w- if you lose. It's a win if you win. Mm. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, uh, I, I, you know, I want to focus. I want to focus on the now. We're coming off the championship. This team has underperformed. You know, they're the biggest disappointment in the NBA right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was going to ask, like, what changed? What did they? You know, I think there's a few what, things what, that changed. One is. Uh, they lost, uh, uh, oh my God, the coach that went to the Kings, who was their defensive coordinator, Mike Mike Brown, they look terrible on defense. They're not playing individual defense and they're not playing team defense. And then the, the young players other than Moody, who I think we all saw that Moody was going to transition well to the NBA because he, he's like a three and D type of guy. Like he, he shoots well. The percentage wasn't there for him when he first got into the NBA, but you saw the mechanics. You saw the stroke was there, right? You knew they were going to start falling. And he was a pretty good defender, and he has good size. And he he came from, uh, I think he played three years of... Uh, he played three years in Arkansas, but he got that dog in him. That dog. Yeah, so I think he was 
it was kind of like he was going to be the guy that should transition pretty well. Kaminga's the guy that has all the athletic ability, but he hasn't added anything to his game, and it doesn't seem like he's really improved. And that's the 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 concern with Moon uh, with Kaminga is that he doesn't look improved. He looks exactly the same, and the rest of the league is caught up to him. And Tyler, on, on our own time, you were going off about his one spin move. And he just he just looks exactly the same. And he's not picking up on defensive assignments. Yep. And, you know, James Wiseman, he doesn't look very good right now. And it, the thing in his defense, it's hard for me to come down his road because this is essentially his rookie year. I mean, this is the first time he's been healthy in a really long time. This is the first... This is the most consistent play he's gotten since high school. He played, what, three games in college before the suspension happened? If this was going on right, if he was starting his college career right now, he would be able to sign all of these endorsement deals and there would not be a problem. And he just does not look good because I don't think he's had any consistent playing time and consistent coaching in games. There are some things that I'm concerned about in personal mannerisms or composure or however you want to call it, where the, the, the slumping of the shoulders and the head being put down. Um, I'm not seeing the dog. I'm not seeing the, I want it, you know, factor. And that's, what's concerning it's probably time to, you know, he should probably go down to the to the G League and, you know, work on some things. But it's just the young guys do not look consistent right now. They don't they don't look improved. I think the problem with that, and I, I you had talked about this a couple of times with me that we want to get him down to the G League and let him get some run down there and let him dominate, let him build that confidence. You know, um, what she was already doing a little bit last year, anyways, but maybe not to a full extent of a season, but I think the problem you're running into is outside of Looney, who's your big man? You know, you're going to go Draymond Green. You're probably going to go um, uh, Jermichael Green. But outside of that, those aren't really big men. You know, those power forwards. So I I think he's probably not going to go to the G League out of necessity of they need another big man. I'm also not opposed. They got an open roster spot. You know, um, they've got two two-way players on there, so they could always cut ties with one of them and not have to be contractually bound to them. But I also think that I'm not opposed to Dwight Howard making to the team roster. He's going to get zero play time, you know, but as a big man who is the same athleticism in his prime, uh, you know, a defensive guru in his prime, um, I think that would be a great asset for for. Uh, Wiseman and um, I think the Warriors should explore that avenue you know the Nets didn't want him back so he's a free agent currently and he's already expressed that he would love to play there he would love to to be able to teach Wiseman what he had to go through and you know how he was not a great teammate and how to be a better teammate and in the end the end the later years of Dwight Howard's career was actually one of the better things to watch as a player growing in this league humbly I don't have anything really to add to that. I think uh, you both made some very salient points. And uh, if if Dwight Howard ends up coming, I think that's probably going to end up being uh, positive for Wiseman because he can learn from him and he sounds like he's willing to teach him. And that's another big body you can throw out. That's you know, a guy with six that you can, you know, he can take six fouls at the very least. Yeah, you know, yeah he point. could. There's, there's exactly. no reason. There's no reason to not at least kick the tires on him. See if he's got anything to offer. Um, I'd, be, I, I th- I'd be intrigued by it. I would be super intrigued by it. They've got an open roster spot. Speaking of kicking, the fucking Houston Astros ended up winning, and I'm kicking everything in sight because I hate it. Wait, um, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Outrage alert. Outrage alert. Outrage alert. Yeah. We need um, one of those, uh, those on. sirens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the goddamn Houston Astros won the goddamn World Series against the goddamn Phillies who couldn't get their goddamn act together. God damn it. Before did you, before did you want the Phillies to win and an economic downfall to happen. Did you did you guys see this tweet that every time the Phillies have won, there is some type of like 
Great Recession, Great Depression. To be fair, the recession had already started before the Phillies won. So that was uh, in 2008. Like the downturn started in 2007. So that, you're wrong, I, I do Vince. Not... The internet never lies. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Apologies <laughs> to Elon Musk's Twitter. My bad. I believe the phrase is the internet never forgets. <laughs> now, I, before 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 Vince goes on another tirade here, can we just I just as a Philly proud sports fanatic here, can we give a shout out to to Philly's sports teams? Yes, the Phillies did not win the World Series. That's un, that's unfortunate, but not a single motherfucker on this podcast had them go into the World Series. Not a single not one. All. We all nope. wrote them off halfway through the season. So. Congratulations to them on that. But the thing is, also, wait, wait, congratulations on their MLS team as well. Make it to to the, the Philadelphia Soul. Yeah, they lost that as well, but nobody they weren't even supposed to make mm-hmm. it either. So, congratulations, Philly. The future is bright. Don't sink your heads too low. You still got an undefeated team, although the Flyers kind of suck. And and you know, but, stories to be written on the 76ers. But at least they have gritty. Um, this is true. So- yeah, and the Gritty. fanatic. Yeah, the well, Phillies. I think Gritty's oh. a better mascot than the <laughs> Phillies. That's a hot take, but I think Gritty <laughs> is a better mascot than the Philly fanatic. I don't know. The fanatic's got some, some quicks. He's yeah. got some some clips, man. He's got yeah. some clips. Okay, please send it to me. But also, I'm telling you, uh, I, I just love that. I, I, what I really love about Gritty is how um, – uh, the left kind of co-opted him as a mascot. And so like uh, those like just absolute fire leftist uh, fellow worker gritty memes, just it, it really made my 20. It, it was the one, it was one of the very few bright spots in 2020 uh, was, was those fire memes. Well, the Phillies owe the giants a big thank you for taking Gabe Kapler and not having Gabe Kapler on the team allowed them to get to the World Series, so because <laughs> he stinks. He stinks. that is a shot to the San Francisco Seals. So it's uh, it's really a shot at Gabe Kapler and him getting a fucking job at, at two historical baseball teams. <laughs> okay, I just want to go on a record here and say that I'm going to defend uh, my fanatics here. My fiance has chosen that as her favorite mascot of all sports mascots, all of them. So Which one? the Phillies fanatic, that is her favorite mascot. She thinks he is hilarious and an absolute menace to society. The fact that he throws popcorn at people and just runs away or gets on his ATV and puts his ass in front of women reporters. That's also ridiculous. So just saying best, best, best mascot. Hands down. Me and Vince can fight about it. Yeah, we'll fight about that uh, another time. Uh, speaking <laughs> of teams that also have really great mascots, though, uh, the San Jose Sharks, oddly enough, in this last week, they lost three straight games. All of them were in the shootout. That was rough. Um, Damn. Eric Carlson uh, actually had a hat trick on Tuesday. They still lost 6-5 in the shootout to Anaheim. I thought uh, you were going to say it was odd that the Sharks lost three games in a row. And I was like, that's not odd to me at all. No, that's no, no, completely no. Normal. The shootout, the shootout is what's odd. Losing in the oh, okay. shootout, three straight games in three straight, like three, three games, three shootout losses. Usually you lose in re- regulation a few times. I was actually at the game on Saturday when they lost to Anaheim five, four. That's right. They played at home against Anaheim. Anaheim went somewhere else and then came right back to San Jose Saturday night. So that was another unique moment of the schedule for the what sharks it's schedule for them yeah, it's so fucking weird i don't know what the hell they are fucking smoking in the schedule uh construction department in the nhl my, uh, my sharks are letting me down by the way i had yeah. i had keys to the season as as they would say keys to the game i had keys to the season you have to be better than the kraken where are they at right now vince they are last in the Pacific, uh, three wins, eight losses, three losses in overtime, all in the last week. And actually, um, uh, I was at the game on Saturday, like I had mentioned. Uh, the, they actually played really well for 56 minutes. Uh, they, uh, they, they went on a late power play. They, they were up 4-2. They didn't you know, put the game away. 
And then Anaheim, like right as the player came out of the box, uh, there was a loose puck in center ice and he grabs it and goes and scores five hole. And then Anna, and when that happened, I was like, oh shit, this is going to happen again, isn't it? And then wouldn't you know it, uh, they pull their goalie, they get the tying goal and they go to overtime, a lot of chaos, but nothing happens. Shootout. Sharks lose on their fifth. Like it took five players. Normally it's three players in the shootout. They went to the fifth player, but then that, they finally end up losing there. Uh, I will say it was also nice being at the arena when it was like really nice and full. There was, uh, I think it was a sellout actually, because nice, it was, nice. it was Los Tiburones night. And that the, everybody got this shirt. It's it is uh, it was designed by a Latino artist, and he had his uh, it's like a hammerhead, and there's a volcano. It really cool logo. Uh, I, I was very hyped to get that shirt. Do you, do you uh, got pics? Do you got um, some pictures? Yeah. And oh some yeah, video? yeah. We'll 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 um. I, I don't have any video, but there was definitely pics. You can uh we'll 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 get you some pics for that because uh, it, it's a really cool shirt, a really cool logo that was designed this year. Uh, they do a contest every year for these kind of logos that are designed. So it was nice to see uh, something really awesome. And I'm glad so you, I got a shirt for yeah. it. And it was, it, it was a, it was a packed house and uh, it, the, the tank was full of energy and it, it was nice. It, it was two bad teams going against each other. So it almost had a playoff feel to it because they both know there's not going to be a lot of wins this season. So you got to get everyone you can. And it was uh, a lot of high energy uh, for some bad teams. Vince, so you you're, said really, you're really locked in on the Sharks. So why, why do they stink? Are they just like a really young team <laughs> or you know, um, well, how much stink? time do we have on this podcast? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, basically I'll, I'll, I'll just keep it as short and sweet as possible. They're just not as good. The talent they have, the, 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 the top end talent is just not as good as other top end talent in the league. You have, a captain in Logan Couture, I actually do not believe he's captain material. This is a hot take. I not think anymore. he's, uh, I think he, his time to be a captain was basically while Joe Pavelski had it. And Pavelski was a better choice for captain because Pavelski is worthy of it. And when the sharks let Joe Pavelski go, the culture in the locker room changed for the worse. And that was, the beginning of the end of uh, the last time they were in the playoffs was with Pavelski. And I mean, the Pavelski injury happened, but they overcame that and made it, you know, into the Western conference finals. But and with P Pavelski is, gone, is Joe Pavelski bad. still in the league? Yeah. He's he playing is. for he's the stars. Dallas, is he yeah. still, is he still really good or yeah. Uh, he had a down year, uh, his first year in Dallas, but last but he year rebounded. he absolutely fucking crushed it. And I haven't checked. I haven't checked his stats this year uh, yet, uh, so I can't say how he's doing yet. And why did they let him go? Was it just a salary cap casualty? It was. A, it was a salary. salary exactly, salary cap casualty. They had two options. They could either keep Joe Pavelski, who was you know on the wrong side of thirty, mm -hmm. or they could keep Evander Kane, who was on the right ah. side of thirty. They chose Evander Kane poorly in hindsight. Uh, well, I, I would I will defend up. that. I would defend it though because he had the most upside. Oh um, yeah, upside, we had no absolutely. idea that he was a, a gambling menace and, and a terrible husband and a and terrible he's person. Like, he's like with the Barracuda or something like that. No, or no, no, they, no, no. He, they they sent him down to the Barracuda and then they ended up giving like cutting him and he signed with Edmonton and I think he's still in Edmonton now. Um, and is and, he doing well for them or? Uh, I, Actually, I he's he's not doing bad at all for them um i don't think he's their leading scorer or anything of that nature but um he's definitely he with dry sidle yeah <laughs> he's definitely not I, I think he's serving his purpose um for them over there and quite well actually uh to to your point though vince i i think yeah is my opinion you you're more than welcome to tell me who you think but i i think that c should start looking to someone else and i'm kind of looking at timo meyer as as a possible c I, for them Vince says no. Think, uh, Vince says no to Timo Meyer. Uh, I think I think Timo could be one of the guys that you pin an A on his chest in like another I could see year an or two. A. Yeah, uh, but but the captain should probably go to Eric Carlson. He's we know he's going to be around for a while. It's either Carlson or or um uh or or Carlson's a hurdle. He's been around for a while, right? Yeah, uh, he was a captain on uh on the Ottawa Senators. when he was there. Yeah. So. 
So he's somebody that has experience with that role. And I, be, I believe that that's something I, I think about when the Sharks signed Rob Blake and he ended up being captain for a couple of years um, after they stripped it off of Marlowe, you know, but then before they pinned it on so, Joe Thornton. So I think it could be a situation like that where you have Carlson as your captain until somebody younger steps up and takes it. My thing with Carlson, though, he's just such a lone wolf. Like he just dominates, but I just don't see him as a captain material. He's just well, captain by default because he's so good compared to everyone else. Well, I mean, that's that's how a lot of these guys get captain. That's how Jonathan Taves ended up being captain of the Blackhawks. He was, you know, 19 years old and just supremely talented. So they pinned a C on him and then said, learn on the fly. Pretty um, much. You don't have anybody on the Sharks who you can pin a C on and say, learn on the fly. I think you no. have this veteran core that you can rely on. And I think Carlson and Tomas Hurdle are the two guys that you can look at and say, yeah, you go ahead and wear the C, be the big guy. Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting real close to being done with Logan Couture. Um, uh, he's my, he may be my birthday twin, but I'm, I'm done with him later, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's definitely played to pass his prime. I mean, he was supposed to be the, the West coast version of, of Crosby. And clearly that, that never came to fruition. Good. He's a good player. Just, just not to what the expectation of what was put on him, unfortunately. All right. So, I so think that, what, that, before, that, oh, before fine. we move on, I, I just want to ask like, what, what do you think are the bright spots? I mean, they seem like, is this a transition season? Again, everybody knows by now, I love the business of sports. What's like, what is, this, is it a transition or we, it's, it's absolutely we're not seeing the young guys, right? We're not seeing the, uh, who was yeah, their top uh, prospect? Mean, Eklund. Uh, yeah, William Eklund and uh, Tom, Thomas Bordalo, they're both playing at the Barracuda right now, and they will get some time up here with the big team th- at some point this season because injuries happen. Is and the NHL similar to MLB where, like, once you start their clock type of deal, or why aren't they up with the club right yeah, it's now? It's a little bit like that. Yeah, there's different rules to it, but um, uh, you get, similar. like, you can get, like, about 10 games up with the big club. Uh, without starting your rookie clock or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's there's there's similarities and differences, but generally speaking, yeah, you're on the right path with that thought. We got to have Eklund watch. You know, when are we going to see this top prospect? Yeah, um, Eklund <laughs> is probably. I, I have to believe Eklund is going to be probably when he when they call him up next. They don't want to ever send him down again, and yeah. and and the idea is that they're probably going to let him wait down there till the season is officially lost and i mean this i mean season that could is, be that could be by december for all yeah, we know. exactly <laughs> yeah we, we could be looking early january when eckland and bordelow are both up with the team and just taking major minutes you know this is this is a team that is definitely in transition is a nice way to put it uh they, they're right now mike greer is seeing what's in the cupboard uh they're uh james reimer has been playing pretty well in goal but he's he's a trade piece. He's gonna mm-hmm. you're you're looking to move him to a contender, somebody that needs a solid backup goalie for if an injury happens. And and that's right now he's on an extended audition for a lot of top teams. So so that's what's happening with the Sharks, basically. This is a season that I was not counting on a lot of wins, and they're proving me right. And when's so. the uh, trade deadline? Like February, what's the, uh, like Feb- late, like Feb- late February. The next yeah. game, the next moment that I'm looking to, the next bright spot for the Sharks is February 23rd, because that is Patrick Marlowe's jersey retirement. Mm. So <laughs> that's that's the next. What's he up to? I'm... Can he still play? <laughs> <laughs> he's I done. Mean, he's he, done. He, he was he was washed. <laughs> he's uh, retiring. To 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 answer your question here here Sam like. This is the first year this head coach. He came into it late, just like the GM came into it late. So as Vince was saying or alluding to, this is a show me what you got. We're going to throw every shit on the wall. And if something sticks, we're going to make this work for the head coach the following year. But I fully believe that next year he's going to clean a lot of house and build the team that way he wants it. That's right. They're FDR in 1933. They're just going to keep trying all kinds (laughs) of shit. See what works. Whatever doesn't work, you get rid of it. Whatever does work, you pump, pump more money into it. Try to save this team economy. I'm losing the thread here. I got but, you. You I know. You. you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's the uh, it's the uh, 
it's the, alphabet the first soup. year of 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 billy bean <laughs> yeah yeah sure. 96 97 97 yeah it's the pasta theory <laughs> exactly all right so i think that uh is there any other points we need to bring up gentlemen i think that takes care of our show doc yeah there it is there it That's is it. we're all done uh, right around an hour so here we go let's uh just remind the people to f- look us up on social media svt sports pod on instagram and twitter and send us an email at svt sports pod at gmail.com and check us out on youtube please we would love for you to slide into our dms as well uh always ready to interact with the fan base yeah all right fellas you Do guys it. have a wonderful monday enjoy your basketball oh Go vote. Everyone, go vote. Yep. Please Do your vote. part. Tomorrow's Do your thing. Tuesday. Vote. It's, it's, there's no basketball. Go vote. They're all playing tonight. You guys have a wonderful night. <laughs> good night. Have a good night, everybody. All right. See ya.